Hello and welcome to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral and traditional territories of the Hongkong-Tiki Muscogee people here on UBC Vancouver campus. You're listening to The Real World with Dhamma and Dora. And The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we talk about film and connect with other campus clubs and organizations. Yeah. Wow. We do it. Happy Good Friday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you just heard Disco Durr. It's a French song, so I'm sure they don't say it like that. By Bouge de Lala. No, by Dumb Train from the album Bouge de Lala. Okay, there we go. From Montréal. It's pretty good. French. French, exactly. Interesting. Why, do, <laughs> why, why are we doing that? Oh, what a segue. Um, today we're going to be talking about Eric Romare. That's how you say that name. Okay. What okay. have you been saying? Eric Romare? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't speak French. I don't know how it's supposed to go. Okay. Um, but they're a f- French um, filmmaker from, like, the 60s through early 2000s, late 90s. Um, Died pretty recently. Oh, really? Like, 2010, I think. That sucks. Yeah. He made a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was... I chose this topic. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to because... Um, the Cinematheque was doing a series of his films because he did a lot of like the six six tales of something no they did the um the summer the or the seasons the four seasons so Eric Romare did a bunch of like pretty much all of his films are part of a greater series so he did like moral tales and then he also did like um comedies and proverbs and then he did like the four seasons all of them are kind of like fit in and are like inspired by this other larger theme mm-hmm. which i thought was really cool and i'll talk about that later probably nice. um but i watched um a tale of springtime at the cinematech oh cool and it was really really good and i saw it with people um who i trust <laughs> <laughs> um and they were like oh you would love eric romare so I've had, I don't know if you, dear listeners, do this, but when you have, you like want to do something, but you don't have time to do it. So you Google it and then leave that tab open. All the time. Okay, cool. Thank you, Dama, as, as, the, listener. as the token listener. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Um, but I had just his Wikipedia page open for literally months. Like I think I saw it in like November or October <laughs> or something. Um, and we were trying to figure out what the episode was going to be on. And I was like, oh, boom, like. This has been open. Let's this, deal with it. Yeah, like I've been need. I need to watch it. I need to watch these movies now. Mm. So I did, and I uh, actually did really love them. <laughs> did or did not? Did I did? Oh, okay, cool. I was like, what? That's sad. <laughs> That's upsetting. No, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just really liked all of the movies that I saw. That's really good. Apparently, I, I was doing some research. Uh, for the episode and like apparently eric romare is like a very 
mysterious figure like as a filmmaker he he goes and he like does all these things that are like so successful and people love his movies but for a long time he like didn't even want to take credit for his work he like went by a bunch of aliases and didn't want like reporters knowing his actual full name and yeah he like took his privacy really seriously that was like a big thing for him um which i think is interesting because like he's exploring like very private topics in Mm -hmm. his movies right like a lot of them are about like relationships and like humans and morals and stuff and i feel like if you're making movies about morality then you can't help but let some of your own thoughts on morality slip in there Mm -hmm. um so he seemed to be like so private and like secretive about like his thoughts and like him his private life to like reporters or anyone that like wanted to know more about him but he laid so much of himself out there in his movies yeah i think it's very interesting well, it also, I think that speaks also to the, like, um, like A, detaching the artist from the work, mm-hmm. um, but B, like, like, as an artist, you are, like, putting your, like, every time you make something, you're putting yourself kind of there mm-hmm. in, like, a different form, um, but that has actually nothing to do with, like, his day-to-day, like, who cares who his partner is, yeah. who cares, like... Um, what he had for breakfast like I can I like fully get the like um mindset of like I'm giving you so much of myself <laughs> and like that's enough you Thanks. don't you don't need to know like you don't need to know yeah like what does it have to do with anything mm-hmm. that's really cool and that doesn't really surprise me I think he's a huge freak I love it <laughs> um but what movies did you watch okay so I watched uh my night with Maud Mode. how do you say that I say Maud Maud um yeah, that's the only one that I watched, and I, like, just researched a lot of stuff about the others. <laughs> um, but should I just, like, go right yeah, into it? Yeah, give me it. Uh, that's a part, that's, like, I think the third or fourth film in Six Tales of Morality? Morals? Six Moral Tales? Yeah, Six, six Moral, moral tales. tales. There we go. Um, and it's pretty interesting. I, okay, so it's about this, like, Christian man who, like, is he's at this job that he just started in a town where he doesn't really know anyone and but he like has a chance encounter with an old friend of his uh vidal and like for some reason it's like a big deal that he's a marxist because it like the entire movie kind of revolves around uh pascal the french philosopher he's he's french right i'm pretty sure he's french okay the french philosopher and like all of his writings and what each character thinks about him so there's jean louis i think and vidal and they have like pretty different thoughts on what like pascal's teachings are because uh vidal is an atheist and jean louis is like he says that he's a very big catholic person but he then like says how he recently converted into being very seriously religious and stuff um and it's called my night with Maud, because uh, Vidal at some point was romantically involved with Maud, and he tells Jean Louis like, "Oh, we should go see her, and I need you to come with me because if you don't come with me, I'm gonna sleep with her." And then he's like, "What? But why? Why is that a problem?" And he's like, "Well, just like for my morals, I can't keep doing it because we just do it because we're bored. Like we don't actually love each other anymore." Um, so this, like, really, um, Jean-Louis has very, like, strict, um, ideas about, like, the things he believes, like, he has, he disagrees with Pascal on a lot of his ideas on, uh, religion, uh, but he agrees with him with a lot of the stuff about math, and he is very, like, rigid about that and doesn't, is very difficult to sway, uh, but he meets Maud, who, like, is also an atheist and like doesn't really care about pascal so like while the two men are in her house just like arguing about this french philosopher she's like but like it doesn't really matter like she's more interested in like why jean louis is so like stuck to uh these ideas and okay i think it's funny that they were talking about pascal a lot because in one of my classes we've actually been um like, talking about Pascal, like, one specific aspect of Pascal that they brought up. Um, So, Pascal, 
has like a famous thing that's called Pascal's Wager, where he's basically making an argument for why you should believe in God. And he says, like, I we heard this in my decision theory class, so it is, in essence, a decision theory problem. He says, like, whether or not, like, you think it's probable that God exists, you should believe in God and you should, like, do everything that you would do if God was real, because if he is real, then there's infinite benefit. Like, you go to heaven and you get all of the good things. Whereas, even, like if there's 99% sure that he's not real, um, you don't believe in him and you don't do the things, but he turns out to be real, then you have missed out on an infinite benefit. So in terms of decision theory, like the way that the like value of the different situations turns out, it, all, it never makes sense to not believe in God because even with a, with a tiny possibility, you still have infinite utility with believing in God. Um, and they, like, talk about that a lot, and they're talking about, like, different reasons why, like, they believe in that or they don't believe in that. Um, but it, like, really irked me as someone that, like, knows a very, like, obvious problem with Pascal's Wager, which is, like, you're not allowed to have infinity. Yeah, that's what I was like, about to say. <laughs> like, that's not possible. Like, just infinite utility or infinite value to something isn't possible. And that's, like, the big problem with it, because you break the probability calculus when you put utility yet none of them brought that up like they kept talking about infinity and how like oh it makes sense because of infinity and it's like that's why it doesn't make sense <laughs> so that's just like a personal thing that's just like really irked me um but they also talked about a lot of the other stuff that pascal talks about that i didn't actually know about so i'm not i'm like trying to figure out what it was that eric romer actually thought about pascal because there are like such such strong conflicting views that come up in the movie um, but, like, the overall thing is, by spending a night with Maud, um, Jean-Louis, like, pick, like, gets the courage, basically, to ask out this girl that he saw in church one day, um, and that's, like, revolutionary, because he never thought he'd be a person that would, like, chase after girls, especially because, like, once he converted to, like, extreme religiosity, he was like, it's wrong for me to do that, and I, like shouldn't do it but at the same time he like doesn't want to reject all the other girls that he's been with before as like something unchristian of him to have done um so there's this whole like moral issue that they like try to fit in with pascal's uh beliefs on religion um so it's really interesting i really like Maud's character a lot i think she's like a very powerful character um yeah women are often like the voice of reason yeah yeah, yeah, and she's just, like, kind of pointing out how, how like, weird Jean-Louis, like, thinking is. She's like, why are you so, why are you so, like, scared of judging yourself or something like that? And he's like, mm, but I'm not. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of, like, the movie's just about how this night with her um, is transformative. Because at some point, Vidal needs to leave, and... Um, Jean-Louis, like, lives in some, like, remote mountain village, and it starts snowing. And she's like, oh, but you should not leave. Um, so it's like... Did she say it like that? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> she's, like, half naked in bed, and is like, you shouldn't leave. Um, you listeners are missing out on some great, like, body language that Dava's yeah, serving. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I really, I did like the movie, but I have... I don't know, there's some parts of it that I don't enjoy a lot. So, first of all, um, Jean-Louis, like, at the start, sees this girl in church and is like, ooh, she's pretty, and, like, doesn't do anything about it. Or, like, it looks like he's not going to do anything about it, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But then he, like, kind of stalks her, ooh. and that's, like, romantic for some reason. No bueno. Um, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why is this stalking thing, like, seen as something great? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but he does that which like annoys me a little and like i don't like that like Maud is like such such a powerful character she like has been married and divorced and has a child she's like way wiser than both of the men that she's talking to um in the movie but then like she she sees jean-louis and just like decides that she wants to seduce him and like is kind of almost like brought down to being like oh, now she, like, was so cool and said that she didn't, like, really care about men. 
but now like she meets this random dude and he's suddenly like what she wants and she gets like really upset when he rejects her mm. which i'm like it doesn't seem in character yeah. for for her to like i feel like it sounds like it's in character for her to want to seduce him and be yeah. like hey what's up but like not to be upset yeah, yeah she was like upset that he was reject that he rejected her and i'm like mm, i don't understand yeah so yeah maybe that's just like me kind of missing out on the point maybe um that's like just small things that irked me about it but uh, it's also like it's difficult to like go through the movie and understand like everything about the movie if you don't know about pascal and i do not other than pascal's wager like all i knew is the decision theory um point of view of pascal's wager that is all i don't know anything else about pascal so they would be talking about like oh but pascal said this about religion and this about religion i'm like i guess i have to trust you because i don't i don't actually know what you didn't believe them well because one of them was saying like oh pascal rejected science and the other one was like no he didn't so i'm like well Mm, yeah i don't know because i haven't read pascal so that would really diminish it yeah uh and another thing is like is Pascal like super widespread in like bourgeois French lifestyles? Because at some point they're in Maud's house and Vidal is like, oh, she must have a copy of Pascal somewhere. It's like everyone just seems to like know everything about Pascal in this movie. And I'm like, is this just like a widely known thing? That and is really funny. Yeah, it's like. I wonder if it used to be part of like French curriculum. Mm, that would make sense. There we go. That would make sense. Boom. Sorted. Yeah. Nailed it. Crazy. <laughs> we don't even know if it's true, but let's go for that explanation. Um, but yeah, it's a really good movie. It's just, like, I, d- I think I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have because, I like, it is a fil- very philosophical movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not have the philosophical background for it other than, like, being annoyed that they didn't reject Pascal's wager. <laughs> I also thought it was really weird because, like, the guy that was most defending Pascal's wager is a guy that doesn't believe in God. I'm like, wait, but then, like, then it's irrational for you to not believe yeah, in well, God. Yeah, well, it sounds like that's a running theme throughout the film. Like, people say... Say things that don't align. Yeah, like, yeah. so he's like, I, I won't be with... Or Jean-Claude is like, I won't be with a woman that's immoral yeah and then he stalks this girl which is bizarre like that's immoral and then this guy is like anti-religion but like is yeah very pro pascal (laughs) and then like maude is like this strong character and then like is still like kind of like infantile and Mm -hmm. like subject to like the patriarchy or whatever that's cool yeah Yeah. boom i think i hacked this movie (laughs) amazing i haven't even seen it whoa well maybe you should (laughs) Uh, I, like, chose to watch this one because it's, like, one of the ones that was, like, nominated for an Oscar Mm. of his. So, I think, yeah, it's, like, interesting that this is the one that had the most Western appeal. Um, Yet, it, like, really kind of draws on, like, understanding parts of French French culture. Like, Mm -hmm. how Pascal is a big deal and stuff. Um, Yeah, real, real interesting. Cool. Real good. I'm sold. Nice. If you're, uh, if you two are sold, listener, please call in. Yeah, please do it. I'm actually really excited. Like, I want to see the other six tales, uh, six moral tales, mm-hmm. to like see how they fit into this. Yeah. Because I think the really interesting part about Romero's movies are the fact that they are supposed to fit into something. So it's yeah. like, oh, if you watch them all, do you get? Are there Easter eggs there? <laughs> you suddenly level up in the world. You're like, oh, I watched all of them. I knew it. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Um, I'm just going to like run through the movies that I watch, and then I think we're going to play a song, mm-hmm. maybe a couple mm-hmm. PSAs. Um, so I watched Tale of Springtime, okay. which I said that I watched already. Mm-hmm. But then I also watched an August tale, so that's also from the seasons. Nice. And then I watched two of the um, comedies and proverbs. So I watched Pauline at the Beach and The Good Marriage. So that's my little teaser. Nice. Um, just for the sake of segue, we're going to play Small Things by Pony, an LGBTQ band out of Toronto. Um, so yeah, enjoy. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to CATR 101.9 FM.
Welcome Festival is here, where urban meets wild in Vancouver's iconic Stanley Park, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. The Killers, Florence and the Machine, Metric, Arkells, The War on Drugs, St. Vincent, Father John Misty, Blue Rodeo, Mother Mother, Chromeo, Bahamas, Stereophonics, and many more. Passes on sale now through SkookumFestival.com. Skookum Festival, produced by Brand Live, in collaboration with Virgin Mobile. Momentum. It's the annual end-of-year showcase. Come watch the UBC Ballet Club competitive and recreational teams perform alongside guest performances from other UBC dance clubs on Saturday, March 31st at 6.30 p.m. in the South Great Hall of the Nest. Entry is only $5 for UBC students and $7 for everyone else. Each ticket comes with a free raffle ticket for sweet prizes. Additional raffle tickets can be bought separately, and all tickets can be purchased through one of our execs or at the door. See you there. The Real World on CHR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral and traditional land of the Hunkapina-speaking Muscogee people. Yes. Um, the Real World is a UBC Film Society's radio show. We're going to talk about some movies. Yeah, we just talked about um, my name. I heard Mom. what doesn't kill you Bye. makes you stronger. Yeah. Wish I knew this was dumb when I was Not much Roman. younger. Roman. The hunger, the strain in my brain, freaking um, out, stressed out, yeah, what people got to say. Come around my way. Thank you so much for that introduction. I feel really pumped. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I just kind of like listened to movies that I watched before. Um, but I'm just going to jump into them. So like Dalmar kind of mentioned, not just now, but we definitely so talked about before. Um, was that like Eric Romare is a French director who does a lot of like series and like themed film series, I guess. So he did like Six Moral Tales, which is what um, my name is from. Um, and then he also did um, the seasons, the four seasons, Tales of the Four Seasons. Um, and I watched two of those, and then also comedies and comedies. Which is pretty cool. I think that his themes are like, like that's I think a really fantastic But the first one I watched was a tale of springtime, and um, it really like sold me. It's one of his more recent films. No, it came out in 1990. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, what? That's like right before he died. Yeah, that's a lie. It was a full face lie. Um, but it looked really beautiful. It looked very new. Um, but I was like really struck by the way he captured the season. Like on the screen, it was like like every scene was just and I think it's like kind of the same as but I mean it was all like florals like just people wearing a lot of like spring colors oh was it green color? okay mine was not oh yeah, mine was cool. black and white I probably should have mentioned that I totally didn't well I think it was one of his earlier films um that's really cool colorful yeah all of mine had colors um, but in this movie, it's like this uh, philosophy teacher um, who doesn't want to stay at her apartment with her boyfriend. Um, she like she's subletting her apartment to her cousin, um, and she's like just avoiding being with her partner. And she goes to this party, and this like young girl is like, "Stay at my house." For the very like, best in bluegrass music, like, plus out. classic country, um, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us. Like, Tune in every in Tuesday morning at 6:30 for um, Pacific Pickin' with your host Arthur Berman. And the teacher is the lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a warm-up show at six, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and and the girlfriend is just the like show really Pacific annoying. On like she's CITR younger. She's like 101.9 in Vancouver. Um, and like 
always trying to one up people. Like she is very respectful of the girl. And like, this is Steph like, from like, Not You, not and you're listening to CITR one hundred one point nine in Vancouver, BC. Yeah, she's just like a Um, and. Something that I noticed, at least in all the films that I watched, is there's a lot of, like, we should hook up, and then they don't hook up. Ah. Um, but no, but, like, like they have, like, a conversation about it. Like, one person's like, I would I want to hook up with you, and like, I would also love to hook up with you, and then they're like, but I'm not going to, and here's why. Okay. And then they part ways. Okay, so who wants to hook up with you? So the, the young girl, um, she wants her dad to hook up with the teacher. And that's like a thing that she's trying to like coordinate. And then, um, then they like have this conversation about like, yes or no. And then she goes back. We can't go out if the weather's nice. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, so that was that first. The and then the other um, one from the Tales of Sunshine was an August and we'll tale. Whatever's there to see. Um, or an autumn tale. Oh my gosh, thank God. Right. I was like, August seems like summer to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that it was a summer tale. Okay. <laughs> no, um, an autumn tale. I'll my seeds if you show me and I loved this movie. I thought it was really cool. Well, it's about this woman um, who has a she's beautiful and single, and she has a son and a daughter. And she's estranged from her daughter um, because she's like too controlling in her life. But her son is dating this girl. Wow. This girl is sick. Um, and she is kind of like Joy Mata, who's like this like moral philosophical um, like leader. Um, but in the end, like she's like. <laughs> um, Why was she well, she's like she is a student and she used to be dating the teacher, and then she broke up with him because she was like, I'm a young girl and you're an old. They love each other, but she's like, you should be with an old. Like it is that kind of just like, like, <laughs> but um, it is kind of like it's not really founded on like who should break up because it's not one. It's like who should break up because you're older and not younger. Um, is just kind of like um, and she really wants her boyfriend's mom the main character to date her teacher oh my god always I know how does this keep happening I know um, and it doesn't work out but at the same time, um, the main character's like best friend is trying to get her to date this guy. She like puts out an ad in a newspaper and pretends to be her for a really long time, and then is like, 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 I want you to date my friend, and he's like, okay, like I'm up for anything. <laughs> um, and then the two meet and they like do click, which is so I don't want to do any spoilers, but. That, no, 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 but like it was like a really like warm. And the, my one complaint with it, and I was like, I after I watched it, um, is it feels more late summer than autumn. <laughs> but that might just be the climate. Um, just like visually, it seemed very late, uh, late summer. But it was like the great harvest. Like they were harvesting, which like yeah, but that movie was really interesting, um, just from the, like, just from the fact that it was all, um, it was mainly about age, and about, like, youth, and, like, aging, and, like, what's appropriate, and, like, what's inappropriate, and, like, what it means to be young, um, which was really cool, and it feels very, like, Well, it's like 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 fruit is ripening. Well, maybe like grapes specifically. You pick it and it's like in a time, I guess. But then like um, they you like make it into wine. Um, but then also like she the the, the wine. Maker, but she's always like. Um, 
this is perfectly aged. Like, I want it perfectly aged. Like, I've had this sitting for, like, seven and a half years. Like, that's a big part of her, like, wanting to be Um, which is really cool. Um, at springtime, I guess we Where it was a lot of like this young woman and this like older prof teacher, um, where they um, are like, trying to like draw out more, just like be younger again, like because the girl's like sixteen, mm-hmm. like she's a child, and like she's trying to bring this older. She's like what twenty eight or something, but she's trying to bring this woman into her life, and like mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm not. gonna do that like well she's like i have a partner like i'm living my life like i'm not gonna just like break up with my long-term fiance and like date your dad yeah um so there's just like a lot of um like at seasons i i have been meaning to see i've sort of got i've tried to watch a summer sale like three times i got it from the library um at kerner's and it was all scratched i had to turn it off i know um but I'm assuming they're all about age. I'm going to put it that out there. Sense. They also probably all involve professors of some kind. The summer tale is about a someone who just graduated there we from go. grad school and is on their way to become a prof. I wonder when, he, like, if he directed this while something academic was happening in his life. Interesting. Well, I think, I mean, it, it kind of uh, ties into the My Night with Maud as well. I think he's really interested in, um, a f- like, knowledge authority. Yeah. Like, who knows what, and, like, what does it mean to know? Yeah. The, uh, Vidal, the, like, Marxist friend in My Night with Maud, is, uh, is a philosophy professor. As yeah. Well. So, yeah, they all seem to be, like, highly educated characters. Oh, yeah. He doesn't make a move. he doesn't make movies about the proletariat, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, all of their apartments are freaking gorgeous, and they yeah. have, like, villas whatever i don't even care (laughs) (laughs) we all need something to work towards that's true um but then the last two films that i watched um i'm gonna touch on after a little psa break um so we're also gonna play a song oh you heard um small things by pony earlier um but i'm just gonna play one day um by chelsea D.E. Johnson. This came out like three days ago. Um, it's Ooh. a, I know, it's a Vancouver um, like R&B artist. Really cool. Like, I was, it's kind of bluesy. Um, but I hope you guys like it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the real world on CTR 11.9 FM. So, kisses, bacon, braces, sink to my pores. Course, boundaries across all those boundaries. I glide across the floor. Been sitting quiet, won't you look at me? Green eyes, silently talk with no affection or with his
So you're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts in Hastings Sunrise at Beat Street Records, Bomber Brewing, Community Vintage and Thrift, Community Thrift and Vintage, Pandora's Box Rehearsal Studios, Red Cat Records, and Selectors Records. Radio show is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. What's up? We're back on the real world on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dunmer broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral territory of the Hunkaminum speaking Musqueam people. We are here. Dora's talked about two <laughs> movies. I've talked about two movies. Dora's gonna. Oh, one movie. <laughs> Did not talk about two movies. Talked about one movie. This is In just a show of lies. This is me. I'm the liar. <laughs> I'm the liar of the show. Um, we just listened to. Oh, uh, One Day by Chelsea D.E. Johnson. Yes. A local blues punk. Yeah. It was really nice. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad. And yeah, so Dora talked about two of the movies that they saw from the Tales of Seasons. Uh, Tales of Four Seasons. That. Um, and now, what are we talking about? Now I'm going to talk about um, the two movies that I watched from the Comedies and Prologue series. So the first one was Pauline at the Beach. Um, and the prologue for that is A Wagging Tongue Bites Itself. Um, Ooh. I think it sounds prettier in French. Key trope. I'm not going to try. Whatever. <laughs> um, you can Google it. <laughs> um, but in this one, this um, woman who recently got divorced and her 14-year-old cousin go to the beach and her cousin's name is Pauline um and they run into her like um well what's her name the the older woman's like old friend who's like really into her and he's like oh sweet like you just got divorced i'm single let's <laughs> pop and lock you know um, oh, yeah. And he's really handsome and she's really beautiful and, like, they are, like, a really good match. Um, but the woman, it begins with letter M, but she's like, no, like, you know me. I know you too well. Like, I need excitement. I need something, like, um, something I that's not familiar to me and, like, you're so comfortable. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And he's like, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... He introduces her to um, his friend, who's, like, a traveling, he travels, um, and his friend is, like, sup, and she's, like, sup, and then they start, like, supping. Yeah, they well, they start having a relationship, um, but this guy is not a good guy. He, like, sleeps with other people, um, and she's, like, I love him, and I know that he doesn't love me as much as I love him, which is, like, but, like, that's fine, and it's, like that's not fine like <laughs> stop no um and pauline the 14 year old is like starting to date this guy um who's also a child um and so the the bad guy sleeps with this woman and then tells his like the older girl the main ish character mm -hmm. um that pauline's partner did like pauline's little baby boyfriend did and what because he's awful and he wants to keep sleeping with this girl and well, he doesn't like care about her that the baby boyfriend did it because then it's not him doing it but did she suspect that someone was doing it yes oh so she came home and they were sleeping together and then he was like it was him it was sylvan okay yeah pretty dramatic Whoa. um and then in the end it all kind of works out ish but it works out just by like 
the woman so pauline has all the information and she like has made her own like really considered decisions but the woman just deludes herself no and she's like i think we should she so the what happened is either her partner was cheating on her or pauline's partner was cheating on her and she's like let's both believe that the other person's partner was cheating on them that's horrible i know and pauline's like okay (laughs) because she knows yeah um but um yeah it was really interesting and then the other movie i watched was the good marriage and that's wait wait, that's the end of it that's how they so she stays with a terrible man well they're like on vacation so she like goes back home but she's like we're gonna reconnect and it's like you know that they're not gonna reconnect um and it's just kind of misguided but yeah what happened to the other the old friend he's just it's like bye pierre oh poor pierre the other weird thing is the woman kept trying to get pierre to um sleep with pauline why she was like it's time for her like she should like she shouldn't be a virgin anymore like she's ready um oh no she's 15 um (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i know okay um, that makes it like, better she's ready like she trusts you like stop chasing after me sleep with my 15 year old cousin and it's like stop <laughs> no so that's the one main thing that i really didn't like that's so bizarre i know um but the last movie that i watched is the good marriage and that proverb is who doesn't daydream who doesn't build sand who doesn't build castles in spain I don't know what, what? The proverbs mean. <laughs> what is this? But this one is really weird. Um, okay, so nice. one of my favorite things about Romeo that I noticed is he recycles a lot of the same actors. Like he just works with a lot of oh. the same people. Nice, nice. Which I think is fantastic. I love that. It just means that he like has a real relationship with them, you know. Yeah. Um, but in this one, um, the woman who was the the winemaker in an autumn tale she is younger um it's made about like not about it's made um 10 plus 6 16 years after oh or or before an autumn tale that's so cool yeah so the whole thing in this is like this woman is like the main character um is like has for the past few boyfriends just been sleeping with married men and is like you know what i'm over it i'm gonna get married no thank you um and she's like i like she goes around telling people like i'm getting married and they're like to who she's like i don't know but i'm doing it (laughs) um and her friend who actually plays paul or um the main character pauline's cousin in pauline at the beach um she's like i have a cousin he's great he's handsome he's single he's rich he's fun you're gonna love him they meet and she is like really like we're getting married like they have (laughs) such a bizarre dynamic where like he doesn't know her they don't they've met like once they've gotten like lunch um they're getting married okay well and she's like you're my future husband and like is really intense and like does really bizarre things (laughs) um and then he's like no (laughs) well a he's like you're being you're being a lot but b he's like i just got out of a relationship i'm handsome i'm rich i'm single like i don't i don't want to i don't want to get married like i don't want to be i want to be single right now um and she's like so so angry she's so upset (laughs) um and it's very it's very funny i think like it's just very absurd okay well it's comedies and proverbs yes it checks out nice um but the cool thing i think about pauline like the comedy and proverbs thing um so like while the moral tales obviously it's about morality crazy (laughs) the seasons are about like aging and time um but these are about just like because proverbs are like socially constructed like guiding phrases kind Mm. of and these are just like what very strange ones yeah they're like this is what this is what we value Mm -hmm. like this is 
what we want this to play out as. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's real. Like, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so those are my movies. Nice. We only have a few more minutes, but I just want to talk really quickly. And I think you, you kind of touched on it when you're talking about, um, like how private and personal his films yeah. are earlier. Um, all of his movies are about love or yeah. at least about like sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, with this like kind of like tinge of um just like gravity and like maybe it's just because i feel like i've seen a lot of movies where it's like whatever like it's just sex like who cares like we're doing it but he and like this is definitely something that i feel where it's like he's like no like this is like a serious action of like trust Mm -hmm. like this is an activity yeah um like it's not just a like whatever mm-hmm. um and all of the characters take it really seriously and you don't like the characters who don't like the guy henry in um that's the bad guy it, yeah the bad guy henry and pauline at the beach like you're like dude like this is an act of trust well yeah but like everyone is everyone is so concerned with this like what are you doing like yeah. you're just not in line mm-hmm. so i really i just like loved i was explaining my roommate <laughs> really recently went through a breakup and i was like oh i'm gonna watch a romare movie all of them are about love and she was like no and i was (laughs) like they're about love and how like irrational it is and how like inappropriately people act and like what it means like i feel like all the movies a lot of them are about like messing up in love yeah um which i thought was really really fascinating Mm -hmm. no yeah um i think like, what, one of the things that I kind of Googled over the break, because, uh, like, Romero seems to make a lot of stuff about, like, professors and stuff. That's something I had noticed. So I was like, oh, I wonder, like, what his highest level of education was. And, like, surprise, he was also a professor. So, like, a, it seems to me like a lot of his movies are, like, a study on love, almost. Mm-hmm. So, like, his filmography can kind of be broken down into, like, the different ways that he's been exploring the theme. Um, it seems to be, uh, at least from uh, My Night with Maud, like a very, yeah, like education type approach to it. He's just like going through and seeing these different scenarios and like, what happens here? Oh, this is what happens. And it's a little strange. Um, and I just remembered um, with Paulina the Beach, like their resolution is like, oh, let's pretend that nothing happened let's pretend or let's pretend that like our other partner was cheating on us or whatever um in at the end of my night with maud like jean jean louis marries this girl that he like stalked at the start so that's like a little weird that escalated um, really fast yeah because he finally like, gets up the courage to talk to her and then um it turns out that bif like maud got divorced from her husband because he was cheating on her um and it turns out that the girl that the husband was cheating on her with was the girl that Jean-Louis got married to and Jean-Louis had like a weird thing happening with Maude right before he met the girl that he married so in the end they're like oh yeah so it was a little weird when we first met because I was sleeping with this married guy he was married to this girl called Maud, and then he's like, "Oh, I, so I was I was with Maud right before being with you," and then they agree to not talk about it anymore, and that's like it. Yeah, just like the the power of like delusion and like suppression. Yeah, is really it's really fascinating, and I also love like his movies. I think are really conversational, mm-hmm. just not like they're all like very like they're based around like there are just long scenes where like everyone's sitting around and like talking. All of my night with Maud is just three people sitting in a room talking and then one of them leaves and it's two people sitting in a room talking that's the entire thing but they what they they do go through it like in a very like it's like someone was writing a philosophy paper yeah and they were like this is this argument or this or this or this like yeah but finally none of it you know yeah Yeah. so there we go what a what a philosophical educated man truly honestly I recommend it. Yeah. I would Google I would Google him if I were you. <laughs> Google him. I'd watch Find a movie. That cool. I'd watch Claire's Knee. Um, I think that's one of his more famous ones. Oh. Um, and someone recommended it to me because it reminded them of Call Me By Your Name, which <laughs> I notoriously and famously love. Um, so I would recommend doing that. I'm going to watch that probably later today. Nice. 
Um, but that is all of the time that we have. Crazy. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, up next is Dave Radio with Radio Dave. Super fun, fantastic show. Um, talks about local film and theater. Really cool. Good. He's going to have some exciting guests today, I think. Um, and we're going to close out with a song from France. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, the song is called Imposter by, it says Alice Lewis. In French, it might be Alice, Alice Louise. Parce que je parle français. But thank you so much for tuning in to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.